0: get the tweeter off, welcome into the Talking Tide Podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm Chase Goodbread, sports writer with the Tuscaloosa News, joined as always by Travis ryer the longtime senior analyst at BamaOnline.com. You can get the Talking Tide Podcast uh, wherever you prefer to get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, and of course, uh, you can catch us live on YouTube and Facebook as well. I want to thank Peter Brook Chocolatier of Tuscaloosa and DraftKings, a couple of fine sponsors of the show. We're convening here on an unusual evening, a Thursday night. We don't often podcast on a Thursday, but we deferred the Sunday night or two midweek and pretty good timing, I guess. Travis coming directly off a big, uh, thrilling comeback win for Alabama at home over Auburn, 90 to 85 in overtime. It completes an undefeated home run for Alabama this season. They close it out 15-0 in Coleman Coliseum. They win the SEC regular season championship outright. They're facing one final regular season game on the road at Texas A&M. But this game against Auburn, Travis, had it all. And it was the absolute loudest I've ever heard Coleman Coliseum. Uh, We talked, I think... uh, several podcasts ago about what the crowds have been like on Saturdays versus Wednesdays. And I was wondering if we'd see a Wednesday look like a Saturday. Well, Wednesday looked like a Saturday. uh, And it was incredibly loud uh, in Coleman, Alabama, comes back from 17 down and pulls it out in overtime and uh, arguably the best game Javon Quinterly's ever played at Alabama, certainly the best game he's played this season. Yeah, the JQ game. I think that one will be
1: remembered as. Um, Plays 36 minutes coming off the bench and scores 24 on 7 of 12 shooting. Makes 8 of 9 from the free throw line. Hands out 6 assists. And how many turnovers for JQ? In 36 minutes. Goose egg. Zero. Pretty amazing performance. And, boy, Alabama. Uh, Maybe getting too good at these overtime games. What's that, two in the last three outings for Alabama? And still some slowish starts. You're starting to worry about that a little bit, Chase? Uh, For the last five games, I don't think Alabama scored more than 35 points in the first half of those contests. So uh, I'm sure Nate Oates would like to see a little faster starts from his team.
0: Yeah, Arkansas got out on Alabama, up nine at the half. Auburn got out on Alabama. I think Auburn was up seven at the half. That's been an issue. Three-point shooting has been an issue. They've only shot about 20% from three-point range over the last two games. Terrible against Arkansas, three for 22. A little better against Auburn, eight out of 31, but still not what you want to see. It was Auburn that shot the lights out uh, in this rivalry game. Uh, But Alabama, fairly consistent, notwithstanding the Tennessee game uh, and and a couple other games that were losses or tight. But generally speaking, Travis, when Alabama has not had the three-point shot going, it has been able to figure it out by a combination of getting to the rim and, and playing D and rebounding.
1: Free throw line, too, as a part of getting to the rim, usually. Uh, they get fouled at a pretty high rate. I know Auburn fans weren't happy, and once again, with that whistle, especially down the stretch on Wednesday night, but 24 of 31 from the free throw line for Alabama. Auburn, on the other hand, makes 15 of 24, so a higher rate to the line for Alabama, a higher make rate. Uh, And in a close game like this, um, that's everything. You're right. Auburn shot the three especially well for a team this year that really hasn't done that. And Alabama in the second half really turned around things where points off turnovers were concerned because they kind of cleaned up the turnovers once again in the second half. Uh, And then also second chance points because – when you look at the offensive rebounds for Auburn, especially in the first 30 minutes or so of this game, and it almost killed Alabama down the stretch because they weren't able, Alabama was not, able to get a defensive rebound on a missed free throw, right? And then you know the the sequence I'm talking about. Yeah. And then um, you've got uh, Johnson – gets fouled again after bricking two free throws, but Alabama cannot get a defensive rebound on a miss. Not a long rebound either. Just your standard run-of-the-mill, bangs-off-the-rim-and-backboard miss. They don't get the defensive board. And it felt like at that point, after all this that Alabama had done a couple of times in the second half to give itself a chance, it was going to be a offensive rebound for Auburn off a missed free throw that could end up proving fatal for Alabama in this game.
0: Yeah, Auburn ended up uh Auburn ended up looking good on on, on in the rebounding front 39-38. But in the second half, Alabama def- definitely did get that turned around some in spite of the fact, Travis, that they lose uh Charles Bediaco to an ejection during this game had everything, right? A couple ejections. <laughs> you had Bruce Pearl throwing a headset at the end of the <laughs> game, upset about a call. Uh, you had Auburn fouling guys out and, and a late injury that kind of decip- decimated yeah. the Auburn lineup in, in overtime. And Alabama finishes the game uh, for the entirety of overtime. They had their three point guards on the floor together, Bradley, Sears, Quinterly, with no Betty to protect the rim because he had been ejected. Uh, so Miller and Clowney were kind of holding it down as, as the bigs uh, for overtime. And, uh as I mentioned, uh Auburn was having to play awful small in overtime as well because of the players they lost to injuries slash foul outs, et cetera.
1: Yeah, Auburn actually went to some zone because of it with what they had left. Because you're right, Dylan Cardwell, um who works in support mostly of uh broom um Johnny Broom, uh had to lead the game with an injury. So it was very much makeshift for Auburn. And so you liked Alabama's chances once it got to overtime, but you're thinking this game shouldn't be getting to overtime. Get Auburn credit, you know, um, team fighting for its NCAA tournament life and uh, gave, gave Alabama
0: everything it wanted and more. Yeah, no question. Uh, a couple of highlights. We mentioned Quinterly with the big game, 24 with six assists for him, shot seven of 12. 17 points each for Clowney, Miller, and Sears. Uh, Clowney with a nice game, Travis. Seven of 11, he went. He had eight rebounds. Um, He continues to be a consistent presence for Alabama as a freshman. Uh, And I kind of thought we would have seen a little more of Nick Pringle after, I'm a Pringle fan, uh, after Betty got ejected, but it never happened. Uh, Betty Ica goes out, and Nate Oates' answer is basically keep going small uh, and, and smaller. So it worked out for Alabama. They win 90-85. to 85. Uh, It's the second time they've won the SEC regular season title outright in the last three years. And uh, they turn now to Texas A&M, Travis, Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time, CBS game, uh, going for win number 27, which would tie a program record, uh, which is currently held by the O one O two team mm-hmm. that won twenty seven games and went out in the uh, disappointing and disappointing fashion, went out in the second round of the NCAA tournament with a loss to Kent State that year. Yeah, how about that? And um,
1: absolutely, and, and and you talk about that stretch of really going pretty much smaller there in the second half against Auburn for. Uh, Alabama, and I think some of that had to do with you're down 17. And at that point, when you get behind 17 in the second half, you just got to go with your best offensive group and, and hope they can score enough to, to get you back into the game and have a chance to win. But with AM, it's it's going to be a similar type of matchup to what we've seen with Auburn a couple times, Tennessee, uh, the game in Knoxville, because Buzz Williams' team will get after you defensively, and they are a physical bunch. Uh, they have an outstanding player on the ball and Wade Taylor. Um, you think about how Javon Quinterly played in really these last couple of games, and then with Bradley and Sears in that mix for Alabama and Taylor for Texas A&M, that's going to be a heck of a matchup. So you can breathe a little bit easier, obviously. You've got the SEC championship secured. You're playing with house money going to Texas A&M now instead of playing for rent Money. It's a yeah, big, no question. Big difference, right? When you got the house money, but then you need the rent money.
0: They're not paying for the rent yeah. you know, this week. No question. Travis, as we look ahead to that A&M game and then the SEC basketball tournament at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville the following week. What, in your opinion, does Alabama have to do to 100% lock in a number one seed?
1: This weekend?
0: Looks like we might have lost Travis for just a minute. Hopefully, we'll get him back here in just a second. uh, Discussing, of course, the seeding with the Crimson Tide. Looking to lock in a number one seed in the NCAA tournament if they can, with one regular season game left to go. Of course, that would be uh, a game against, uh, or that would be a game in Birmingham if Alabama is able to nail that number one seed down. Potentially, I suppose, even. Uh, If they end up somehow playing poorly down the stretch uh, and end up with a two seed, I would think they would still play in Birmingham uh, in that first and second round weekend. Uh, So we shall see on that. Hopefully we'll get uh, Travis back here uh, in just a couple of minutes. But once again, recapping that win over Auburn, the Crimson Tide uh, wins its 26th game of the season. Uh, Jaden Bradley with a big shot down the stretch for the Crimson Tide only ends up with six points total. Uh, but certainly, um, hit a big one late for Alabama on a reverse layup that helped kind of seal things down the stretch. And uh, it was a here we go. We may have uh, Tra- <laughs> we got your back, Travis. Ta-da! I went solo there for just a minute. Well, you can do that. You're yeah. talented enough. No, but I mean, you were asking about what Alabama
1: might need to do to go ahead and secure a one seed, right? Um, I think one or both would work. Obviously, I think either a win at Texas A&M uh, this Saturday to go seventeen and one in the league, um, or uh, perhaps. Uh, with a loss to Texas A&M, at least win a game in Nashville. Right. And, and Now, maybe not so much where the number one overall seed is concerned, right. but, a one, but a one seed. And look, we can talk about the number one seed. We can talk about just being a one seed, just as if it's happened many times in Alabama basketball history or something. What we both know is regardless of seed, it's still all about the draw and matchups. So you could be the number one overall seed. That's great. That's a nice feather in the cap for the program. But if the matchups don't work to your favor, really at the end of the day, did you really did you come out on top in that situation?
0: Is Alabama, do you think, completely locked in on starting in Birmingham, whether they're a one seed or not?
1: I gotta think at this point they are. I mean I would think so. It's about
0: butts and seats
1: you know, and selling tickets and Alabama and Birmingham as a one or a two or
0: whatever, you know, that's
1: that, that, and Now, I mean, I understand once you get to a certain seed level, you don't want a team having a home court advantage to go along with, you know, playing in a eight, nine game in yeah. Birmingham or something like that. But if we're talking one versus 16, one versus eight in the round of 32, yeah, uh, yeah, I can see
0: that for sure. All right. Uh, lots to get into on the back end of Crimson Cover, or excuse me, of Talking Tide here this night. I just taped Crimson Cover about an hour ago, so you're going to have to Busy, give me a little dude. leeway, Travis. You know, I got all these platforms that I'm juggling <laughs> in my head, and uh, they swirl around on me sometimes. All right. Uh, Talking Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network, brought to you by a couple of fine sponsors. We're going to tell you about them right now. We're going to start – Uh, by telling you a little bit about DraftKings. NBA fans, time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every single day. So download that app now, sign up with the promo code TPPN, New customers, again, can bet $5 on the NBA, get $200 in free bets instantly, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Once again, use promo code TPPN. i going to tell you about Peterbrook
1: Chocolatier out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. Valentine's Day behind us, but Easter on the horizon. Peter Brook Chocolatier, going to take care of all your Easter treats. Give them a call, 205 752 and go ahead and get your pre-orders filled right now. And so you're going to want to check out Peter Brook, too, for just your sweet tooth in general, right? I mean, anything in chocolate, the champions of chocolate can take care of you at Peter Brook Chocolatier,
0: 1530 McFarlane Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. All right, the Talk of Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Moving on, going to talk a little bit of spring football now. Coming around the corner, Travis, three weeks away. The Crimson Tide uh, has a new inside linebackers coach once again, and Robert Bala comes from Liberty, a defensive analyst there under Hugh Freeze. And so one of those in-and-out deals with Austin Armstrong here today, going tomorrow, nine days officially he clocked, I believe, uh, after the Alabama announcement.
1: I don't think that qualifies for a pension,
0: right? Oh, oh, no, not quite there, Uh, not quite there. But at any rate, we will look uh, ahead to the offense. Next week, we'll talk a little bit about the defense. Maybe uh, following that, we'll hit uh, the special teams. Uh, But tonight, Travis, let's talk offense, the quarterback battle. That'll be the talk of spring, the talk of summer. Jalen Milrow v. Ty Simpson. And, of course, a couple of incoming freshmen, uh, Eli Holstein, Dylan Lonergan uh, and Tommy Reese, an offensive coordinator coming in from Notre Dame, who's going to be dealing with this uh, quarterback battle. It's going to be interesting to see how that ends up getting handled. But uh, if track record is going to be any indication, Travis, uh, it's a good bet that Nick Saban will not signal a starter publicly uh, until game week in the fall or, or soon before.
1: Yeah, I don't think uh, either one of us are anticipating Nick coming up to the podium after the 8A game and
0: going, that's it,
1: we got our quarterback. Uh, We've seen enough of this to know that isn't going to happen. So absolutely going to be intriguing to see how this thing plays out. Everybody seems to have a thought on who benefits from Tommy Reese coming in and maybe his imprint on the offense. You know, could it be that You know, it's it's uh, Ty Simpson that that ends up being more of the uh, the favorite with Reese coming in because there was a connection there, I guess, on the recruiting trail. Or is it Jalen Milrow? Because we've seen Reese utilize the quarterback at least somewhat um, as kind of a runner and a thrower. A lot to consider, a lot to play out. But uh, one thing we know for sure, it'll be heavily scrutinized between now and what, I guess, September 1st of uh, of next year, or this year.
0: Long time to sort things out, and a lot to sort out on offense, not just the quarterback position, Travis, but, of course, uh, a lot of new faces on that offensive line. Alabama losing Tyler Steen at left tackle, Uh, a couple of guards and Echior and Cohen, who transferred out, and the wide receiving core kind of revamped. I mean, you've got... Couple of your top guys back in Brooks and Burton, uh, but some of your down the line guys decided to bolt, and so uh, there is uh, uh, competition to be had there. Campbell two replaced at tight end—that's another issue. So Reese is going to have his hands full in terms of um, finding new personnel that can that can do what he wants, and and he's not going to have a ton of tape on some of these guys from last year because uh, in a lot of cases they'll be. Uh, uh, new faces, at least to the starting lineup.
1: Yeah, and we know that Notre Dame has been pretty running back and tight end centric uh, in recent years. So I'm sure he likes what he's got at, at running back. And and that's with Justice Haynes already on campus as well as a highly coveted recruit. But certainly Jace McClellan, Roydell Williams, Jam Miller. Uh, it's a good looking group in the backfield, man. And so uh, there are some building blocks there. I'm with you. I, I'm interested in the offensive line. Um, Tyler Booker back at guard, Darian Dolacourt and Seth McLaughlin back as centers. Do you look at one of those guys at guard if you like the other at center? There's some combinations that you can sort through. Some of the new guys that are on campus uh, is early enrollees could also factor in there as at the guard position. Some guys that could cross train between tackle and guard, Caden Proctor, the five-star early enrollee. But you Need another tackle to go along with J.C. Latham. Is Elijah Pritchett ready to go in year two? A lot of things to sort out on that offensive line. And I'm with you on wide receiver, too. I know that Burton and Brooks are back. And, you know, that's the first time, I think, since 2016, Alabama's top two wide receivers from a previous season have returned together. You got to go back to, uh, what was it, Stewart and uh, and Ridley, I think, maybe way back then. So, um, that, that's a, that's an interesting thing to consider at wide receiver. Um, I like bond. Um, uh, I like Prentice inside, uh, but Malik Benson coming in from the junior college ranks has a lot of potential. And then you said it too, with tight end CJ Dupree coming in from Maryland as a transfer already on campus and,
0: uh, Robbie Oots at that position. How does that work out here? Black. Yep. Yeah. Amari Nyblak. Black, Yeah. Well, a lot lot going on there. I tend to think we're going to see Darian Dowcourt get one of those early looks at guard, Mm -hmm. uh, with McLaughlin at center. And of course, it's it's early, and things could shake out in any number of ways. Uh, But if they those two guys, those two guys have played
1: a lot of football. They have. it's, It's it's both been at center, but each of those guys has played a. I think it's a 1,000 snaps in their Alabama careers. Yeah. That's a lot of snaps to just say, well, we're not going to look at one of these guys at that other guard spot if you're
0: assuming Booker's
1: the guy at at one, right? Latham flop
0: to that left side, or do you think no?
1: I think he does. Uh, That's been the natural progression that we've seen in the past, right? So that would be my thought with Pritchett or – Um, Caden Proctor, one of these new guys. And look, some of these guys that have worked inside, uh, like Terrence Ferguson and Jaden Roberts, they've got tackle on their resumes too. So as we both know, between guard center, tackle guard, cross training guys, uh, we know that Nick Saban and Eric Wolford aren't going to leave any rock. Um, you know, they're, they're going to turn over every rock to find the, the five they want. Find the five they want and figure it out from there. That seems to be kind of how it goes
0: uh, in some years. There you have it. That is going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. When Travis and I come back for our next one, we'll be previewing that SEC basketball tournament. that's coming up, of course, next week at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. So for Travis Ryer of BamaOnline.com, I'm Chase Goodbread of Tuscaloosa News and Crimson Cover Television, and we will talk to you next time right here on Talking Tide.